0: chapter fifty five of the d'artagnan romances volume three part one by alexandre dumas translated by william robson this librivox recording is in the public domain the abbe fouquet fouquet hastened back to his apartment by the subterranean passage and immediately closed the mirror with a spring he was scarcely in his closet when he heard someone knocking violently at the door and a well-known voice crying open the door monseigneur i entreat you open the door fouquet quickly restored a little order to everything that might have revealed either his absence or his agitation he spread his papers over the desk took up a pen and to gain time said through the closed door who is there what monseigneur do you not know me replied the voice yes yes said fouquet to himself yes my friend I know you well enough." And then aloud. "'Is it not Gourville?' "'Why, yes, Monseigneur!' Fouquet rose, cast a last look at one of his glasses, went to the door, pushed back the bolt, and Gourville entered. "'Ah, Monseigneur, Monseigneur!' cried he. "'What cruelty!' "'In what?' i have been a quarter of an hour imploring you to open the door and you would not even answer me once for all you know that i will not be disturbed when i am busy now although i might make you an exception i insist upon my orders being respected by others monseigneur at this moment orders doors bolts locks and walls I could have broken, forced, and overthrown. ah! It relates to some great event, then, asked Fouquet. Oh, I assure you it does, monseigneur, replied Gourville. And what is this event? said Fouquet, a little troubled by the evident agitation of his most intimate confidant. There is a secret chamber of justice instituted, monseigneur. I know there is, but do the members meet, Gourville? They not only meet, but they have passed a sentence, monseigneur. A sentence? said the superintendent with a shudder, and he could not conceal. A sentence? And on whom? Two of your best friends. Leodore and Desmaris, You do you mean? But what sort of a sentence? Sentence of death. Past? Oh, you must be mistaken, Gourville. That is impossible. Here is a copy of the sentence which the king is to sign today, if he has not already signed it. Fouquet seized the paper eagerly, read it, and returned it to Gourville. "'The king will never sign that,' said he. Gourville shook his head. "'Monseigneur, Monsieur Colbert is a bold counsellor. Do not be too confident.' "'Monsieur Colbert again,' cried Fouquet. How is it that that name rises upon all occasions to torment my ears during the last two or three days? Thou make so trifling a subject of too much importance, Gourville. Let M. Colbert appear. I will face him. Let him raise his head. I will crush him. But, you understand, there must be an outline upon which my look may fall. There must be a surface upon which my feet may be placed patience monseigneur for you do not know what colbert is study him quickly it is with this dark financier as it is with meteors which the eye never sees completely before their disastrous invasion and when we feel them we are dead oh gourville this is going too far replied fouquet smiling allow me my friend Not to be so easily frightened. Monsieur Colbert, a meteor. Corbeau, we confront the meteor. Let us see acts, and not words. What has he done?' "'He has ordered two gibbets of the executioner of Paris,' answered Gourville. Fouquet raised his head, and a flash gleamed from his eyes. "'Are you sure of what you say?' cried he here is the proof monseigneur and gourville held out to the superintendent a note communicated by a certain secretary of the hotel de ville who was one of fouquet's creatures yes that is true murmured the minister the scaffold may be prepared but the king has not signed gourville the king will not sign i shall know soon said gourville how if the king is signed the gibbets will be sent this evening to the hotel de ville in order to be got up and ready by tomorrow morning oh no no cried the superintendent once again you are all deceived and deceive me in my turn liodeau came to see me only the day before yesterday only three days ago i received a present of some syracuse wine from poor demery "'What does that prove?' replied Gourville. "'Except that the Chamber of Justice has been secretly assembled, has deliberated in the absence of the accused, and that the whole proceeding was complete when they were arrested.' "'What? Are they then arrested?' "'No doubt they are.' "'But where? When?' And how have they been arrested? Liodeau, yesterday at daybreak. Demery, the day before yesterday, in the evening, as he was returning from the house of his mistress, their disappearance has disturbed nobody. But at length, Monsieur Colbert all at once raised the mask and caused the affair to be published. It is being cried by sound of trumpet, at this moment in paris and in truth monseigneur there is scarcely anybody but yourself ignorant of the event fouquet began to walk about his chamber with an uneasiness that became more and more serious what do you decide upon monseigneur said corville if it really were as you say i would go to the king cried fouquet but As I go to the Louvre, I will pass by the Hôtel de Ville. We shall see if the sentence is signed. Incredulity, thou art the pest of all great minds, said Gourville, shrugging his shoulders. Gourville. Yes, continued he. And, incredulity, thou ruinest as contagion destroys the most robust health. That is to say in an instant let us go cried fouquet desire the door to be opened Gourville." be cautious said the latter the abbe fouquet is there ah my brother replied fouquet in a tone of annoyance he is there is he he knows all the ill news then and is rejoiced to bring it to me as usual the devil if my brother is there my affairs are bad Gourville. why did you not tell me that sooner i should have been the more readily convinced monseigneur calumniates him said Gourville, laughing if he is come it is not with a bad intention what do you excuse him cried fouquet a fellow without a heart without ideas a devourer of wealth. He knows you are rich. And would ruin me. No, but he would like to have your purse. That is all. Enough, enough. A hundred thousand crowns per month during two years. Corbleu. It is I that pay, Gourville, and I know my figures. Gourville laughed in a silent, sly manner. "'Yes, yes, you mean to say it is the King Pays,' said the superintendent. "'Ah, Gourville, that is a vile joke. This is not the place.' "'Monseigneur, do not be angry.' "'Well, then, send away the Abbe Fouquet. I have not a sou.' Gourville made a step towards the door. "'He has been a month without seeing me,' continued Fouquet. Why could he not be two months?" "'Because he repents of living in bad company,' said Gourville, "'and prefers you to all his bandits.' "'Thanks for the preference. You make a strange advocate, to today the advocate of the Abbé Fouquet.' "'Eh, but everything and every man has a good side their useful side, monseigneur?" "The bandits whom the abbe keeps in pay and drink have their useful side, have they? Prove it, if you please?" "Let the circumstance arise, monseigneur, and you will be very glad to have these bandits under your hand." "You advise me, then, to be reconciled to the abbe?" said Fouquet, ironically. I advise you, monseigneur, not to quarrel with a hundred or a hundred and twenty loose fellows, who, by putting their rapiers end to end, would form a cordon of steel capable of surrounding three thousand men. Fouquet darted a searching glance at Gourville, and passing before him, That is all very well. Let Monsieur l'abbé Fouquet be introduced, said he to the footman. You are right, Gourville. Two minutes after, the Abbe Fouquet appeared in the doorway. With profound reverences, he was a man of from forty to forty-five years of age, half-churchman, half-soldier, a spadassin grafted upon an Abbe. Upon seeing that he had not a sword by his side, you might be sure he had pistols. Fouquet saluted him more as an elder brother than a minister. "'What can I do to serve you, Monsieur l'Abbé?' said he. How coldly you speak to me, brother! I speak like a man who is in a hurry, monsieur. The abbe looked maliciously at Gourville and anxiously at Fouquet and said, I have three hundred pistoles to pay to monsieur de Brégy this evening, a play debt, a sacred debt. What next? said Fouquet bravely, for he comprehended that the abbe Fouquet would not have disturbed him for such a want a thousand to my butcher who will supply no more meat next twelve hundred to my tailor continued the abbe the fellow has made me take back seven suits of my people's which compromises my liveries and my mistress talks of replacing me by a farmer of the revenue which would be a humiliation for the church what else said fouquet You will please to remark, said the abbe humbly, that I have asked nothing for myself. That is delicate, monsieur, replied Fouquet, so as you see, I wait. And I ask nothing? Oh, no, it is not for want of need, though, I assure you. The minister reflected a minute. Twelve hundred pistoles to the tailor. That seems a great deal for clothes, said he. I maintain a hundred men, said the abbe, proudly, that is a charge, I believe? Why a hundred men? said Fouquet, are you a Richelieu or a Mazarin, to require a hundred men as a guard? What use do you make of these men? Speak! And do you ask me that? cried the Abbe Fouquet ah how can you put such a question why i maintain a hundred men ah why yes i do put that question to you what have you to do with a hundred men answer ingrate continued the abbe more and more affected explain yourself why monsieur the superintendent I only want one valet de Chambre for my part, and even if I were alone, I could help myself very well. But you, you who have so many enemies, a hundred men are not enough for me to defend you with. A hundred men! You ought to have ten thousand. I maintain, then, that these men, in order that in public places and assemblies no voice may be raised against you, and without them, monsieur, you would be loaded with imprecations. You would be torn to pieces. You would not last a week. No, not a week. Do you understand? Ah! I did not know you were my champion to such an extent, monsieur l'abbé. You doubt it? Cried the abbé. Listen, then, to what happened no longer than yesterday, in the Rue de la Rochette. A man was cheapening a fowl. Well, how could that injure me, abbé? this way the fowl was not fat the purchaser refused to give eighteen sous for it saying that he could not afford eighteen sous for the skin of a fowl from which m fouquet had sucked all the fat go on the joke caused a deal of laughter continued the abbe laughter at your expense death to the devils and the canaille were delighted The joker added, Give me a fowl fed by Monsieur Colbert, if you like, and I will pay all you ask. And immediately there was a clapping of hands. A frightful scandal. You understand? A scandal which forces a brother to hide his face. Fouquet colored. And you veiled it, said the superintendent. No, for it so happened I had one of my men in the crowd, a new recruit from the provinces, one— Monsieur Meneville, whom I like very much, he made his way through the press, saying to the Joker, Millebob, Monsieur the False Joker, here's a thrust for Colbert. And one for Fouquet, replied the Joker, upon which they drew in front of the cook's shop with a hedge of the curious round them, and five hundred as curious at the windows. Well, said Fouquet, well monsieur my meneville spitted the joker to the great astonishment of the spectators and said to the cook take this goose my friend it is fatter than your fowl that is the way monsieur ended the abbe triumphantly in which i spend my revenues i maintain the honor of the family monsieur fouquet hung his head and i have a hundred as good as he continued the abbe very well said fouquet give the account to gourville and remain here this evening shall we have supper yes there will be supper but the chest is closed gourville will open it for you leave us monsieur l'abbé leave us then we are friends said the abbé with a bow oh yes friends come gourville are you going out you will not stay to supper then i shall be back in an hour rest easy abbe then aside to gourville let them put to my english horses said he and direct the coachman to stop at the hotel de ville de paris End of chapter fifty five recording by john vanstan savannah georgia